Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Hello, how are you doing? And welcome to Strange News from the Sun. It's a monthly show here on Soho Radio. My name's Nev Cotty, and I'm going to be looking after you for the next two hours, taking you right up to midnight here on the station. Starting us off the Grateful Dead, Friend of the Devil. And it's a very special show tonight, because I'm going to be interviewing, well, I have already interviewed, spoiler alert, it's a pre-record, I uh, I interviewed Sam Cutler a couple of months back now, uh, and all shall be revealed. Sam's a great guy who uh, started off as a promoter, music promoter in the sixties, uh, putting on shows for the likes of Pink Floyd, Soft Machine, and whatnot. And then he ended up tour managing the Rolling Stones, as you do. Um, his first gig with them, I believe, was the Stones in the Park gig where a lot of people turned up and he managed to sort of coordinate everything and get the get the show done and uh, get it all boxed off and they were so impressed they asked him to tour manage their 1969 American tour which was uh, sort of a watershed tour really for rock and roll that culminated in the legendary performance at Altamont anyway that's where we're going to pick up the story there's a few technical issues. Sam lives in uh, Brisbane over in Australia, so we had a few technical issues, but we get going after a while and all shall be revealed. As I said, we pick up the story over in that there America. And just before I uh, we got to that, it was the day after Charlie Watts had died, so we speak very briefly uh, about that. And uh, then we get stuck into Sam's time with the Stones, and then uh, his time uh, tour managing and managing the Grateful Dead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, two massively influential, fascinating bands, and Sam was at the epicenter of it all. Uh, so I'll shut up, Yakim. We'll have a track from the Stones, and then uh, the next voices you will hear will be Sam Cutler and myself so we're going to have a, a, the interview I'll intersperse it with a few tracks relevant tracks here and there and then I'll be back it's about uh, 35 40 minutes the chat I'll be back after that and we'll uh, we'll fill up the rest of the show with some nice mellow tunes ok enjoy see you on the other side
I want to I want to guide people towards a great documentary that's on Amazon called Long Strange Trip, and you feature yeah, heavily in it, Sam. Really, really come across yeah. amazingly well. It's a great documentary, and I would urge any musician or anyone who wants to be in a band to watch this documentary because I never understood what the Grateful Dead were about. I knew the music. Can you kind of explain mm. what the ethos of the Grateful Dead was about? In the, you know, as, you, well, as you're doing that documentary. Um, yeah, I mean, I asked the same question to Jerry, you know, when I'd been in his house for three days and we used to sit out the back in the garden and uh, smoke a joint and uh, said to Jerry, what's the Grateful Dead about? What is it all about, you know, man? And he said, well, if you think of the music business as a forest, you wander through the forest, you know, and you come to a little clearing, and in the clearing, you know, it's grass and everything, right in the middle of this lovely clearing with the sun shining on it, there's some little wildflowers, a little clump of wildflowers in the middle of the clearing. Those flowers are the Grateful Dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so a very sensitive. They were very sensitive people, and what they were was they they were people who subscribed to the the you know the dream, if you like, of of, of the hippie era of peace and love and being able to live cooperatively and communally. They didn't want, you know, they didn't want to be powerful. They didn't want to, you know, have guns. They didn't want to have any of that shit. They wanted to live peacefully and they mm. wanted to make music. Mm. So they saw music as a way of basically surviving. You know, there's, you know, some people made leather belts. I don't know, you know what I mean? Other people became carpenters or, or painters, you know, creative people. Mm. And the the way the people in the Grateful Dead did it was to make music. So they had a band, you know, seven people in the band, and um, yeah, they made music, you know what I mean? Took drugs and made music, <laughs> the, the ultimate uh, happy time. Yeah, yeah. But then they realised... They had to get real with the business side of things, and yeah. Well, in the, you know, I asked, I asked, I said, you know, when I, they finally, you know, they they kind of, um, I I was, you know, taken on board to to get it together. I said, okay, well, I want to see all the receipts. Where's the accounts? You know, they gave me two garbage bags from like Woolworths. You know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, full of receipts. That was it. That was the accounts. <laughs> They hadn't kept, uh, that was in 1970, right at the beginning of 1970. They hadn't kept any accounts since 1965. You know, they just accounts, you're having a fucking laugh. That's what accountants do, man. We don't, you know, I mean, they were just all over the place, man. So, yeah, getting it organized, you know, getting their tours. They never made any money on tours. Mm. Right, because they took too many fucking people on tour. They never made any money on their records because they made records that cost a fortune to make. So they never recouped the advances that the uh, uh, that the record company gave them, and so on and so on. Every, every step of the way, it was just amateur bullshit. Mm. Except that everyone had a great time mm. because mm. the the number one. Um, the number one, you know, priority for Jerry was that things should be fun. He wanted it to be fun. Everybody did. Everyone wanted to have a good time. We didn't want to go out on the road and have a fucking miserable time. Mm. God forbid. But it got to an interesting point, you know, for them. It got to a point where by not making any money, 
you know, it became a bummer. You know, they mm. had to make money. You know, you, you know, it's America, man. It's a capitalist system. You've got to make money in order to survive. Yeah, yeah. So that really was the uh, that was the nuts and bolts of it. So yeah, we survived. We paid, you know, uh, we we uh, paid all the debts back. Um, the band worked hard and slowly, surely. I uh, worked with um, initially with an agency, but the agent didn't have a clue. So I took over as both the tour manager and agent and booked book the band. Mm. And um, yeah, took the band from earning, you know, a couple of thousand dollars a night to, you know, $5,000 a night, then $10,000 and went up and up and up. And so in the end, you know, it became economically viable. Totally. And that, uh, that in, in, you know, it is the is the kind of long and the short of it. Mm. No, it's it's a fascinating uh, story, and it's so well told in that documentary. It just it blew my mind that that a band. I mean, they were completely anti. They were completely anti-commercial, like you say. They just wanted to have fun, and they wanted to connect with the audience, unlike any other band had done before. You know, there was no sort of barrier between them and the audience. And amongst the band, you know, and and the extended family, it, it was like a travelling roadshow, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they wanted to keep it real, man. That was yeah. what Garth always used to say: keep it real. Keep it Let's real. be real here. We don't want yeah. to, no pretentious rock and roll bullshit. Yeah, keep it real, you know. And uh, they managed to in their own way. At least, you know, when I the four years I was with them. Well, they kept going, didn't they? Yeah. So it, thanks to yourself yeah. and, and everyone else and the amazing road crew. Um, yeah. Amazing. Well, I put that crew together. Yeah. Amazing. I put that crew together. And it's like Amir Barlev, who directed Long Strange Trip, is now directing a film about me that's been made for the last five years. Oh, really? So that'll be coming, that'll be coming out at some juncture. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Have you got a title? Is there a working title or anything? Or? Who knows? Working title, Friend of the Devil. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'll look forward to seeing that, Sam. That'll be amazing. Well, there's just some amazing stuff in it. One one guy in it, right, is Sir Alec Allen. So he said, well, who the fuck is... They, when I was in London, I'll tell you a little story. He said, we want you to meet this guy. His name's Sir Alec Allen. So I said, Alex Allen. So I said, well, who the fuck is he? They said, well, he's the former chair of the intelligence committee, right, uh, of number 10. He's like the head of British intelligence. So I said, well, what the fuck? Why would I meet him? They said, he's a deadhead. And I went, no. <laughs> he said, yeah, he's a deadhead. So I met him, right? Lovely man, lovely man. Totally, totally into the Grateful Dead. Loves the Grateful Dead. Got a website that, uh, that only deals with Grateful Dead lyrics. Right. All the lyrics of every Grateful Dead song on this website. Yeah. Amazing guy. The encyclopedic um, is one of the people in the film. Yeah, he was the head of intelligence under John Major and under Tony Blair. <laughs> and he's a massive deadhead. He's got all the cassettes and all that, yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> man. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. There's, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, no, it, that's it. It touches all walks of life. You know, they're, uh, it's a whole... That's what the documentary brings across, and I'm sure your, your new one will as well, the, the sort of yeah. a communal, across-all-barriers aspect of the dead, you know? The, yeah, it's an attitude, man. It's a, it's yeah. a mental... I mean, the Grateful Dead, what is a deadhead? A deadhead is um, 
yeah, it's a kind of perspective and on, mm. on life and attitude to life. I mean, mm. and the great and the deadheads always say we are everywhere. They're everywhere. Of all, they're in Australia. They're in Japan. It's huge in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, this is you this know, is what I mean. A, it really opened my eyes to the possibilities. I mean, I'm a musician. I've been in bands all my life, and you know the usual sort of frustrations and arguments and bullshit. And that band just took it to a whole different place. Like what you can do with a band, you know. It's it it really oh, blew my mind. You know. Well, there's a few reasons for that. One was that Jerry was a magic person. Mm. Two was that we, you know, I'm not going to claim all the credit myself for sure, but I, you know, played a significant part in the transition from being, you know, uh, um, wonderful music but complete mess, organisational mess, into being organised. And the, yeah, the thing that people don't know or don't perhaps realise is the Grateful Dead took LSD. Every gig, we all, all took a trip, but we kind of microdosed, you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you know, you didn't meet God. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, you know, it was it was hot. There was some secrets to the Grateful Dead. One of which was that the Grateful Dead musicians and crew and tour manager got high at every gig. Mm-hmm. Number two, that they played music specifically for people to get high to. Mm. That's why the concerts lasted four hours. You know what I mean? So, you, well, the longest I ever did, longest show I ever did lasted nine hours. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. So there was time for people, you know, to, you know, get high. Get and that's there. what people wanted to do. And, and Jerry Jerry was a wonderful player who, uh, you know, respected your, your head, as it were, and took you on the, amazing musical journeys yeah and, yeah you know took you by the hand took you around the universe and and uh, then landed you back on earth gently you know so um yeah musically it was a wonderful experience that dovetailed perfectly with the getting high experience a bit like the floyd in the early days the floyd were the same you know you, you could uh, you could get high to the floyd and uh, you know there was a um yeah, I mean, a different experience. The, yeah, they're I mean, a bit lighter, the dead, weren't they? A bit sort of, you know, sort of, like yeah. say, more of a journey. The Florida, a bit of a deeper, deeper, darker hole to go into. Yeah, I mean, I think the, uh, the, um, the Grateful Dead were a broader mm. kind of painting, you know, psychedelic painting than mm. uh, Floyd. But, you know, I mean, the psychedelic experience in England was peculiarly English and had an English characteristic about mm. it. Mm. The psychedelic experience in um, in America was peculiarly American mm. with all the kind of edgy American vulgarity and fun and wildness involved that wasn't particularly a part of the English thing. The English thing was more um, kind of, um, what's the word, kind of... Uh, um, Parochial? You know, no, no, more velvet and, um, you know, uh, renaissance kind renaissance fair kind of um, okay, okay. feelings. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas the Grateful Dead was more uh, 
you know, rodeos and uh, and uh, getting loose and uh, chasing girls and you know what I mean, being yeah. uh, pretty funky on on lots of levels and having a wild time, you know, and yeah. uh, a kind of can you pass the acid test thing. It was kind of like quite, you know, adventurous, wild and adventurous. The English thing was much more gentle and nuanced. Mm. Okay, yeah, I understand. I guess you got like the sort of uh, the vastness of America that taps into that, you know, you sort of hit the road and keep yeah, on going, exactly. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, and the space to do, be whatever you want. Mm. You know, the, the English thing, just, it's like the difference between, you know, what's, you know, it's like the difference between Charlie Watts and uh, drummers in American bands. Right. You know, it's the difference between being English and being American, you know. The English are 60 million people, you know, that live on a tiny island. Yeah. So everyone's very solicitous of everybody else, you know, and very thoughtful and please. You know, they used to call me Mr. Please and Thank You. The Grateful <laughs> Dead were always just amazed that uh, when I first was with them, how many times I said the word please and how many times I said the word thank you. They couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was yeah. just like, wow. You know, people just don't talk like that in America. No when need. they want something, they say something. They say, "Oh, you know, pass the whatever. You know, give us the, give us yeah. that, or you know, yeah. give me my guitar. Not give me my guitar, please." Could I have my guitar? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, you told yeah, me. Yeah, just right. unheard of. We are, you we know? are a nation of uh, politeness, not, aren't we? You know. Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's all kind of, but yeah. it you know enables life to go on in a certain kind of civilized way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I call the English. I call the English the Japanese of Europe, yeah. and I call the Japanese the English of Asia. Mm. We're, you know, small islands crammed with people. Mm. Yeah. The only way it works and can work is if there's a, a measure of civility. You're totally right. The Americans don't give a fuck about all that shit. You stayed on in, in the USA, because in the, in the documentary, you started yeah. moving around in a camper van. Yeah. What, what's the story behind that? What, what? I was just touring around America. That's the nicest way to do it. Yeah. You got the camper van. Rock around America. Yeah. So what, you stayed on there. So when did you part part ways with the dead? What was that, sort of mid-70s? 74, 75. Yeah, I, um, no, I I worked with the Grateful Dead. After that, I just got, after that, I just got fed up with it all. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to fuck off. And uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go to India. Actually, okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to India, and it's my turn to be a hippie. Yeah. Whilst everybody else was being a hippie, I was working my nuts off, man. You know, which yeah, was yeah. great. But you know, after yeah. four years, I'd had enough of it, so I went and lived in India for like three years. And then, you know, uh, I'd always wanted to be a writer. I mean, I mean, basically, I was in India, and I was, you know, in, you know asking the question that lots of people who go to India, which is like, what do you want to do with your life? And what I really wanted to do was be a writer. Mm. So basically that's what I've done ever since. Yeah. I write, you know, and uh, I'm in the middle of a book at the moment, a book about Ibiza and it's all cool. And uh, I'm very lucky. I I married an Australian girl years ago We've had two sons, you know, they're grown now. So I feel great, you know, everything's good. I mean, um, yeah, can't complain. That's great. And it's the weather's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not in grey 
cloudy, no, no. damp England. You oh, know? no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm there every week because I watch Chelsea because I'm a manic Chelsea supporter. Right. So I watched them on So they were playing on the week last weekend. It was pissing with rain. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I'm not there. In the you middle of I mean? summer, in, in the middle of August, pissing it down. Yeah, That's right. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, it's like rock and roll bands, man. You know <laughs> what I mean? You, you, the Rolling Stones, the Grateful Dead, people like this, they, um, you know, you can't be at top of your game for 50 years. Everyone. You have, period, you have periods, you know, where it's amazing and it, mm. it just everything seems to come together and it's extraordinary. And then you have periods, you know, where it all seems to be a bit fucking dour and, you know, the keyboard player dies or the lead guitar player dies and you kind of regroup and it's down in the dumps for a while and then it kind of, you know, finds its legs again. Mm. You know, things, things, there's an organic kind of up and down to life. You know, we're not, you know, we're not uh, like Hollywood film stars that stay on top of their game forever. And even Hollywood film stars have, you know, make films that are shit sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm. And so it's like, yeah. So yeah. keep an eye open for Friend of the Devil. It's being made by the same people who made um, Long Strange Trip. And, uh, I think it will be pretty amazing. I'm I'm really excited about that because uh, you know when I watched Long Strange Trip and you appeared on it, um, it was fantastic, a great documentary. So I guess this one's going to be right up there. Same same director. Yeah, and there's all kinds of people in it, man. There's uh, John Barlow, um, you know, that wrote the lyrics lyrics for the Grateful Dead. There's all kinds of people in it. Yeah, yeah, amazing, no, and lots lots of rare footage. So it'll be. Uh, for Deadheads, it will be a special, special film. Keep your eyes open for that one. And uh, everyone else, check out um, Sam's book. You can't always get what you want. It's available wherever you buy books. And it's a great read. As I said before, he goes a bit more in-depth about some of the things we've talked about. Sam, I'm glad everything's going well. I'm glad that the writing's happening and you look fantastic. You're still there, man. Let's get on the road. Let's get the band back together. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, somebody else can do that. I've had enough. You do. All right, bro. See you later, man. All right, bud.